Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 34 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you for being here today. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's on a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. And I had asked for suggestions from some of my Patreon subscribers, and there were three different people who brought up this topic. So what I want to chat about today is children in witchcraft. So if you are a parent or a grandparent or a guardian or an aunt, an uncle, or you have children in your lives, but either aren't sure how to approach them about your practice, or you want to know ways to include them, That's what this episode is going to be about. But before I get into what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy, and into the main segment and the card pull, I just want to do a shout out to my mugwort level Patreon subscribers. So thank you for your support to Alex and Alyssa, Carmen, Carrie Ann, Kafira. And if I'm not saying your name right, please tell me but I'm pretty sure your name is Jen, (laughs) to Devin, to Edie, Elizabeth, Felice, Heather, um, A, and Heather, actually W, two Heathers. Thank you to Hope, Jenna, Joanne, Katie, Laura Jane, Leilani, Lydia, Sarah, and Sarah, Sarah M, M, and Sarah C, and oh, Sarah, the science dork, (laughs) to Stephanie J, Stephanie S, and to Stevie. So thank you to all of my Patreon subscribers, and especially to the mugwort tier that is the highest tier. Um, And, you know, I want to give you a shout out for all of your support. And if you want to learn more about my Patreon and the goodies and freebies and spells and rituals and e-magazines that you're sent every month from me, just go ahead and check it out at patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. So let's move on to what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. All right, so the thing I'm going to tell you actually is something that has made me comfy, cozy, and witchy in the past, but it's not going to be the same because that time it occurred at a different time. (laughs) You'll see what I mean. Um, So what is making me feel comfy, cozy, witchy right now is my writing retreat, Cabin in the Woods. I am yet again on a little bit of a writing retreat as I record this. And I don't know if you can hear it, but it's currently raining. I'm trying to be quiet. I don't know if you can hear the rain on the roof, but it... I have a, it's a metal roof, so you can hear the rain dripping, and it rained all last night, and it was so nice and calming, and it just lulled me to sleep, and it was just beautiful, and so I'm up here on another one of my writing retreats. I'm getting some content done for my Patreon. I am getting some brainstorming done for future book ideas, but more than writing, which is a purpose of a writing retreat. I call this more of a witchy retreat because this is the first time that I have invited a friend to join me. So a friend joined me here. Um, She's in a cabin nearby me, walking distance. I mean, really a stone's throw away. And we both arrived here yesterday. 
and it has been so amazing and yes, comfy, cozy, and totally witchy connecting with her and doing some ritual together and just walking and going on hikes. So this has been such a magical trip and I want to tell you a little bit about it. I feel like there's much to be told and it's only the very beginning. I mean, this is, we haven't even been here, well, wait, just over 24 hours and I'm here until Tuesday and right now it's Saturday. But I met my friend here yesterday and the funny thing is we have been friends for a couple of years now and have interacted um, on in online spaces, online communities, witchy communities, and we've like FaceTimed and, you know, talked, but we never actually met in person. And it's so crazy to think that we have talked to each other for years and have become pretty close and have actually never met in person. So yesterday was the first meet, day meeting one another and it's one of those friends and you'll have to email me if you know what I'm talking about, where you may only know each other for a small fraction of your life because, you know, I'm almost 38 years old. So two years of my life really isn't a ton. Um, I've only known her for two years, but as soon as we met, it was like reconnecting with a friend I have known for 30 years that I have known since childhood. And we both said the same exact thing. And when we first connected, you know, through social media, through witchy communities, um, we kind of got that sense then as well. And immediately we knew that we were going to be good friends. And so we finally met in person, which is so crazy. And if you have any stories like that, please email me, like share them with me if that has happened to you, especially if it's a witchy friend, uh, because, you know, I feel like we may have known one another in a past life, you know, soul sisters, and it, it's just amazing. So we, we met up and met really for the first time yesterday. We went for a walk right away and immediately just started chatting, talked about our intentions for this long w- weekend away. Uh, because real, I mean, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're here for four and a half full days, four nights, four and a half days. And, you know, we have some intentions that we wanted to set for our trip here. So we went for a walk. Um, we went back to our cabins and I grabbed my yoga mat and some of my materials, you know, for my traveling altar. And we went to her cabin. Her cabin has a, a huge, a really large front porch and it completely overlooks the woods. And as you, you've seen pictures of my cabin before, my, I do overlook the woods as well. But hers, it's a little more, it's even more private because of the way it's tilted and it has this huge porch. So even though it was raining, we were able to spread out our yoga mats to spread out our books and card decks and pens and journals. And we brought out incense, we brought out candles, and we were able to be outside. It was like 53 degrees, maybe we bundled up, you know, to be outside in the woods, in nature. And we just talked, like we talked, we pulled some cards. I got to know my newest card deck, which I'm actually going to pull from today on this episode. And we planned, you know, a ritual that we were going to do last night and just, just really enjoyed being in each other's company and talking about our practices. Because there's only so much 
communication that can occur in virtual spaces. I mean, we can always Zoom, of course, and um, communicating through Facebook and lives and all of that. But, you know, to, to be in person and to discuss your practice and do ritual together in person is an entirely different thing. And as a solitary practitioner, my entire life, I almost said my entire career, my career, not a career, but as a solitary practitioner, it's only, you know, once in a while do I get to meet up with a fellow practitioner and do the work. So it was, it's really, it's been really nice to work with somebody because I bet it's been a year and a half since I've gotten together with someone to do a group ritual. And so it's been nice to connect um, it, beyond that solitary level. And it's funny because last night doing our ritual, we both we both have been solitary practitioners, like very open and in discussions with other people about our practice, but always practicing by ourselves. And so it was so funny last night, um, we, we started the ritual, we, you know, called in the elements and and it was, I, I'm not going to say it was super formal, but it was, it was, it was semi-formal. Um, and I brought, you know, I bought my, brought my big throw, which is, I mean, it's just a beautiful, oh my gosh, circle. It's a gorgeous throw. And we sat on that. And it was funny because we, we began ritual and we're so used to just talking to ourselves or in our heads or just speaking aloud and it's just us, there was this element for both of us of anxiety for a moment. Like, what, what, what do I say? I'm so used to doing this completely on my own, like sitting literally in front of my altar for an hour and a half, talking to my guides and talking to myself and talking myself through ritual and incantations and verses and stanzas you know, I'm so used to doing that myself and just saying whatever comes to mind. I had to be a little more aware. Oh, wait, I'm not practicing solitary right now. Like I'm with someone else. And I know that was going through her head as well, because we kind of laughed and talked about it then. Um, And it was funny, because just as I was about to speak, she just she jumped in and she started, you know, opening the circle. And so it was really, it was really interesting. Um, and then, of course, as we got started, it was very much second nature and intuitive. And, you know, we had brought in herbs and candles and we had very specific intentions that we were setting and a ritual that we were doing for a purpose. And it was just wonderful. And I will share this. And I don't think she would mind me sharing. I'm not going to give any details of the ritual um, because it was like personal to us in nature. But at the end of the ritual, we had music playing the whole time. You know, we started with music to ground ourselves and get like really grounded in our bodies and movement. And, you know, at the end, after we, we had completely finished um, and even finished, I think, I think I said, so mode it be. I mean, we were, we were finishing up in the music. Um, the lyrics were, it was soul sisters, like immediately after we finished and we both looked at each other like oh my goodness oh my goodness and you know I think that's the magic sometimes of stepping out of our comfort zone stepping out of that solitary comfort zone and embracing practicing with somebody else and 
I've always been so hesitant over the years because I guess I'm so ingrained in my ways, my way of doing things, my way of opening ritual, my way of of everything that I didn't know if I wanted to ritual with other people. <laughs> and that sounds terrible, but now I realize, what was I afraid of? You know, we have to step outside of our comfort zones. And that's so funny to think about, you know, because I have been doing rituals for so long that that made me nervous. It made me a little bit anxious. But I urge you, I urge you, I know a lot of my listeners out there because you've told me practice in solitude, you're solitary practitioners. And so if you've connected with someone and you've found someone and you just want to give it a shot, you know, meet up or even via Zoom, you know, do a Zoom, do a ritual together, I urge you to do that. And it can be as as small or easy as turning on a guided meditation and doing some sort of guided journey together and then discussing it afterward. It doesn't have to be anything formal. You don't need to call call in the corners. You don't need to make it anything grand or ceremonial. It can just be as simple, like I said, as, as listening to meditation together or doing, you know, a ritual that involves just two people, a short tiny little ritual that might even take three minutes. Uh, So anyway, see, I knew it. I'm talking 11 minutes about this, and this could literally be my whole episode, and we just got here. So this morning, we ended up, so we got up, we met for breakfast, met for, um, yeah, coffee and breakfast, which was absolutely delicious, fresh yogurt and granola and fresh berries, and there was eggs and sausage. It was just so lovely, and these really amazing cookies that weren't, they were less like cookies and more like mini sticky buns. (laughs) They were amazing. So after breakfast, we decided that we were going to drive to a stand that actually one of the women here um, told us about because we went to breakfast. Oh gosh, see, I could go on and on. Maybe this whole episode (laughs) will be about my witchy um, writing retreat because I could just go on and on. So at breakfast, the one woman who works here, she, she was, you know, getting breakfast preps and everything. And she said, Jenny, Jenny, I have to show you what I got from my friend. And I was like, oh yeah, Linda, I want to see, I want to see. So she pulled from behind the like food tray because <laughs> she had them with her, which is bells. She had a set of witches bells. Now she called them protection bells. She's like, look, my friend got me these protection bells. And I was like, oh my gosh, Linda, you got some witch's bells there. And she said, aren't they amazing? And then she said, you know, she lives right down the road and she has a cabinet on the side of the road that it's an honor system. She creates items, puts a number, you know, a price on them and you leave money in a cash box and you take your items. So my friend and I were like, what we need to do this here we thought we were just up here for a little artistic witchy retreat because typically I come here and I don't move my car for four days I don't go anywhere except I stay on this campus um but Linda told us about this so we were like let's go check it out I have to go to town anyway because I forgot (laughs) my face lotion so I had to go to CVS so I said let's stop on our way Long story short, on our way there, we totally missed the sign. Like we went down the whole road, couldn't find it. 
went to CVS, got what we needed. And on the way back, we took that road again and we found it. So we found a little stand and you pull into the driveway and it's two beautiful um, wooden boxes that she has created. And you open the first one and it's honey that she has made. She has many beehives all along um, in her backyard. So many beehives and she has her own honey. And so my friend did get some honey. And then in the other, so she has honey and tinctures and a couple other things, jams in the one side. And then in the other cabinet, you open it up and we both gasped. I mean, it was a, oh my goodness. It was filled with uh, cedar bundles, rosemary bundles, witches bells, spell jars, um, herb blends, incense blends, homemade incense, um, recipe cards. I'm trying, let me look over and see what else I, what I, what I ended up get, getting. I got some incense. Um, she had these little tiny teddy bears that she stuffed with homegrown lavender. And I picked one up for my son because he's not been sleeping well lately. So I picked one up for him. Um, I think I said, yeah, my friend got honey, like a ritual honey. It was amazing. I could not believe here two miles down the road is this delightfully magical woman, delightful magical woman who is creating all of these goods. And of course, while we were there, she pulls out of the driveway, rolls down the window. So we got to say hello. I said a quick merry meet and because you just knew. And it was just such a, a magical experience. And so we really we didn't have a ton of cash on us. So we only could purchase what what we had money for, which I, I used literally all my money. In fact, I went back to the car and found a couple dollar bills like in the glove compartment. Um, I didn't end up using those ones, but I thought if I need to go back. So I think we might go to town before we leave again to get some cash out of the ATM. <laughs> And go, I'm laughing at myself. Uh, it's ridiculous, but and go back to the stand because she had had created witches bells that would be absolutely perfect for my garden. And you know, I've talked about it before. The what is it? The the southwestern part of my garden is where I have my fairy altar set up. And they immediately, they screamed, this is what you need. You need this for that part of your garden. So I need money to do that, to buy them though, (laughs) because she obviously doesn't take cards. So I think we'll be going back. So then we came back, we made some tea and used the honey, the ritual honey and had some lunch. And now I have just been enjoying my cabin space. The last two hours I was able to put together a Patreon um, post. I did a Patreon post with a spell and uh, a card pull from my Witchlings deck. And I was able to do the e-magazine. So, you know, I'm, it's great. I've been able to get some content written and it has just, it had just started raining again. It's starting to clear up. So I might go for a little walk and then record the rest of this episode a little bit later. But as I said, I've been going on for 17 minutes about this and I could just go on and on forever. And maybe I will, maybe I'll do a bonus episode later this week talking about how the rest of the trip went. If anybody's interested, let me know if you want to hear that. Um, So 
that, all of this, all of this, being in the woods, meeting up with a witchy friend, doing ritual, stumbling upon these magical places. We saw and seeing the animals. I mean, I have seen, oh my gosh, we've seen robins and blue jays. There was a butterfly. It's even cold for butterflies. There was a butterfly that kept flittering around my cabin and like landing on the windowsill this uh, yesterday, whenever I got here yesterday afternoon, we saw about a half dozen deer on our drive this morning. So all of this is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. All right, and now let's get into the main segment, even though the first segment was pretty long, the main segment of this episode, which is all about children in, in our practice, in the craft. And I feel like there, there's so many directions I could go with this. And that there could be episodes, multiple episodes for, um, you know, how to discuss your practice with your kids, how to include them in your practice. But I'm just going to do kind of a brief overview and it's all going to come from my personal experience. And I really urge you, if you have little witchlings at home, I would love for you to tell me, I mean, DM me, email me, tell me what you do to include them in your practice and how, how, how you allow your kids to participate in your practice as well. I'm just, I'm curious to hear this. So I will say we, to start off, and again, a lot of this is more personal in nature and it's different for everyone. These are just my thoughts and, and you do not have to take any of my ideas and use them. You can be like, Jenny, no, no, I, I'm not going to get my kids involved or I will allow my kids to decide to be involved, which ultimately I guess I do. Um, so you can take it or leave it. It's totally up to you. But I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my son. So as you know, I have an eight-year-old son and... We have never been ones, we've never attended church. And not not that I'm saying witchcraft is a religion, because it's not. You know, witchcraft is, is paganism is really that uh, umbrella, and witchcraft is a craft um, on its own. But there are religions within paganism and religions that do kind of go hand in hand with, with witchcrafts. But when I'm talking about religion, we have never been church-going People, um, the few times we've gone to church is when my mother-in-law has kind of <laughs> dragged us there <laughs> at holidays, or we do it for her, you know, we do it for her. Um, but we we are not ones who go to church or talk about any sort of organized religion or really any sort of religion. I talk about spirituality and nature. I don't talk about religion. And, you know, we live and we have lived even before we moved in pretty conservative areas where a lot of people go to church. So the one, I guess, concern that I had, and I know other other pagan parents have, is that interaction when their child is in school and the topic of church comes up. Because I will tell you, a lot of kids in my son's classes or class, they, every Sunday, they're at church. And they will come to school on Monday, you know, and the teacher will say, what did you do this weekend? And, oh, we went to church. We went to church, Sunday school, church. And this is something my son has never said. And he's never really expressed interest or asked us at all about 
church. And if one day he says, mom, I want to, I want to try going to an actual church, then yes. In fact, we, the literally the week that Sunday before the big scene COVID came around and everything was shut down right before the lockdown, we had found a local um, Unitarian Universalist church and we're going to try that out because, you know, all denominations are welcome and they're, and in that particular one, there's a healthy um, base in witchcraft. So, or like our population of, of practitioners. So, you know, I thought, you know, that it's kind of, it's not an organized religion, but it's, it's a group and, you know, he could go to school then. And if people say, what did you do? He could say, you know, I went to church too. And to me, it's really not, I don't want it to be about conforming, but I want my, my son to kind of experience what a lot of people are. And maybe I'm wrong in doing that. Um, but that was two years ago. And now it's definitely changed. Now, if he doesn't go to church or doesn't really understand the churches that his peers go to, I'm okay with that. And until he wants to ask questions of them, wants to ask questions of me, that's fine. But I will say we did struggle with how to approach certain things with him because as much as you want all kids and even all parents and grown-ups to be able to say, hey, this is this is what I practice, or I don't actually believe in the Christian God. And, you know, although I lost I lost my train of thought there. But anyway, so we, we didn't know how to how to approach approach him and kids asking questions and all of that. But I think we've let it kind of unfold organically. And we do celebrate Christian holidays, but in a secular way. Um, and as we all know, a lot of the, the Sabbaths that we celebrate and it, with the turning of the wheel, you know, a lot of those were adapted eventually into the Christian holidays. So, for example, we just had Ostara and we celebrated Ostara. My son got a gift on Ostara. He got candy on Ostara. We did a family, you know, ritual together on Ostara, but Easter is also coming up next weekend. So yeah, we'll do, we'll do some Easter eggs and the Easter bunny will come. You know, we take a very secular approach to it. We don't talk about um, Jesus, of course, because we don't, although I believe, you know, Jesus was a man who lived. I don't, I don't follow Jesus and we aren't Christian, Um, but so we, when Easter comes up, you know, I've talked before about the, the resurrection and all of that, but it's not something that really piques his interest. So we haven't gone much farther than that. And we just stick to the turning of the wheel and the changing of the seasons. And we honor that. And, and I have even said to my son before that that's what mommy honors. That's what mommy honors. Mommy doesn't celebrate some of these holidays that a lot of people you know celebrate, even that your grandparents might celebrate. I will acknowledge them, but mommy's celebration occurs at these different times during the year. And now that he's older, I mean, he's eight years old, he's starting to observe things, he's starting to notice more things, and he's asking more questions. And I have been very open with him um, and answering all of his questions. He, and oh, this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. So, you know, when it comes to 
the W word, which there are so many misinterpretations, as we all know, um, when it comes to that word and stereotypes when it comes to that word. And so that is, although we talk about the Sabbaths, and I know he's talked about celebrating the equinoxes, the solstices, you know, and he knows he knows what Samhain is, and he sees Samhain and Halloween is kind of like the same thing. Um, he can speak the language of the Sabbaths. Um, but when it comes to the word, which that's something I don't say a lot in front of him because that's something that he could then take to school and possibly, you know, be made fun of because of the ignorance other people have when it comes to witchcraft. And I don't want him to be made fun of, picked on, bullied, because he's saying, you know, well, my mom's mom's a witch. Um, And either, you know, if he gets picked on because they think, oh, he's all in his mind, it's all fantasy, or because that they have been told that witches are evil and against the Bible and yada, yada, yada. Like, there are many ways that that could be, you know, a negative thing for my son. And as much as I want him to be proud of his parents and proud of himself, and if he celebrates the Sabbaths and loves it and wants to do rituals and loves his crystals with his mommy, you know, and goes foraging and knows about herbs and makes spell packets with me and spell bottles, you know, I think that is wonderful. And if he wants to talk about that, okay. Um, because he's still at an age, I think, where, you know, kids talk about that. But it might get to a point where he doesn't want to. And going back to the the witch word, I've been very careful with it for that reason, because most of society just has a misunderstanding about what it is and what witchcraft actually is. And they all come back to what they've been told and what they've been taught from a biblical sense. Um, However misunderstood that is and incorrect that is. So, you know, conversations that my husband and I have had, we, you know, we will do the Sabbaths and we talk about the seasonal changes, but I do keep the word witch out of my mouth a lot of times. However, however, (laughs) again, he's eight years old now. He knows, he observes everything. He hears everything. Remember, he was home with me. I homeschooled him while I'm recording podcasts. I know he hears things, although he may pretend he doesn't. I know he does. And So he'll say things to me, like he picks the mail up every day after school, we stop, he grabs the mail, we come home, and he'll look, he'll look on the packages, because he always likes to see if he gets his, he has, he gets a little um, Ranger Rick magazine. So he always looks for his magazine and his little mail. And he'll get mail for me, you know, and it says a lot of times, Jenny Blonde, Comfy Cozy Witch. And he has started... Oh my gosh, you're going to laugh at this. He has started to roll his eyes and said, Jenny Blonde, mommy, here's more of your witchy woo. That's what he has started to say, the witchy woo. And it just cracks me up. And I'm waiting for the day that he goes into school and says that. And I have a parent calling me or a teacher calling me. But I feel like we will cross that bridge when it happens. Um, I do want to believe that people overall are more accepting. I think kids are more accepting. It's the grown-ups that aren't accepting. And then that trickles down to the kids, which we all know this. It's been like that. Let me look at our political landscape the last six years or so. I won't get into that. But the same type of thing. Right now, I don't think kids would care 
if he's talking about making his spell bottles and his little oracle decks and his his kids' decks and pulling a card and then finding crystals with mommy. But years down the road, when parents tend to influence the children and their opinions become the kids' opinions, it could change a little bit. So I am cautious of that. And there will be a day where we sit down and and talk to him about, you know, mommy's practice and what some people believe it is, what it is and what it's not. And I think my son has a really good understanding of what it is and what it's not. But anyway, I'm rambling on. This is, you know, this is what I do on my podcast. I'm rambling on about this. If you have thoughts about this or how, how did you approach it? Because I know there are some people out there who are just, I just admire you so confident, you know, will walk up to anybody and say, yeah, I'm a witch. Where I am right now at this writing retreat, I mean, Everybody knows. They knows what they know knows. They know what books I write. Um, they know I have two, a pagan picture book coming out. That I have a home and hearthcraft uh, witchcraft book coming out. They know about all of this, but it's quite different going back to my small town. And there are some people who put the pieces together, but it's not something that I broadcast openly. And I know some people can broadcast that openly, and I think that is so amazing. And one day, you know, one day hopefully I will be there, but I'm not. Um, so I think when it comes to approaching or discussing your practice with your kids, it's really up to individual discretion. I think it's up to where you live, how comfortable you are, how far you want to step out of that broom closet, because you may be out of the broom closet, but maybe your kids don't know the extent of it. Um, but you can still involve your children in your practice without without forcing witchcraft on them. Because at the end of the day for my son, it's going to be a choice if he wants to continue celebrating nature and the turn of the wheel. And we talk about gods and, you know, gods and goddesses. And right now, he firmly believes that there cannot, there absolutely cannot just be one God. It cannot just be one man God. Like he is eight years old and he said, that makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, and will that change one day? Who knows? But that's, you know, that's his thought. So when, so it's up to your, it's up, you know, to each individual's discretion, how much they want to reveal. I have friends who are out practicing and their significant others know, but their children don't know at all. Um, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. Like my son knows not the extent, but he, he knows. And there are some people who, who their children participate in every single ritual and in you know every part of their magic. And I think that is great as well. So it's up to you, your comfort level, maybe where you live a little bit and your own discretion. So you know, make those choices accordingly. There's no one size fits all when it comes to approaching witchcraft with children. I will say though, one size fits all, 100% do not, do not involve anybody else's children in your practice. That is a huge no-no and I will, I will defend that up and down. You do not ever involve someone else's child in your practice or in witchcraft, unless you've got received consent, like from the parents. Um, I mean, I know there's a couple of neighbors in our, in our neighborhood who's, there's a ton of kids in our neighborhood, but there are some parents who they know that they, they pretty much, they know, (laughs) they know about my comfy, cozy 
podcast. They know about this platform. They know about my books coming out. And they ask me what stones are best. Like they want to buy stones for their kids or they want to, you know, they want to find an oil blend for their children. They'll come to me and ask me. That's one thing. But if my son has a friend over playing, I'm not going to say, hey, do you guys want to make spell bottles with me? <laughs> like, that's a no-no. Do not do that. I'm telling you that right now. Do not do it. Okay. So here are some ways, some little ways that you can involve your child or, you know, a niece, nephew with their parents' permission or your grandchild in your craft. And, and I'm not saying you need to bring them into your sacred space and rich, do ritual. No, I'm talking about everyday little things. So first is involve them in cooking, magical, intentional cooking. And of course, as a hearth and home <laughs> witch, this is something that I do with my son. And he will, he will stir things in cake or stir things in his pancakes and he knows why. He knows I add cinnamon to my coffee every morning for warmth. Pancake Friday, he knows that we will add cinnamon and, um, oh my gosh, cinnamon and vanilla in for comfort, for warmth, for protection every single Friday. And he knows why. So when you're cooking, you can have these conversations and it isn't entirely, you're not practicing any sort of, um, crazy magic with them, you're stirring intention and love into what you are cooking and explain why you're using rosemary in this bread. Tell, you know, tell your child the correspondence of dill or thyme and what it means when you use this and how, you know what, we can use this in our cooking, but we also can use this for X, Y, Z. And that translated really um, easily the past couple of weeks because I've done and talked about intentional cooking with my son and we've started making sleep sachets because he has not, he has not been sleeping well recently. And that's all, that could, that could literally be an entire episode as well. But he has not been sleeping well recently. So we have done a number of things. We've used Howlite under his pillow and it's a halite star and um, that he'll grab onto whenever, you know, he's had a bad dream. We've done lavender sleep sachets. We have, we've tried a number, a number of things and that, but that's one way to get them involved. Um, you could even help your child have their own little morning ritual of mindfulness and grounding. You could have them sit with you have them pull a card from one of their decks. They're wonderful. And I did a whole post on um, children's decks that I recommend that you can find on my Instagram feed. But, you know, have them pull a card when you pull a card and talk about that card pull and what it might mean. And then sit a couple minutes in quiet meditation or do a guided meditation. There are so many great apps that have guided meditations for children. Many apps actually that school districts have purchased that you probably have access to, you might not even realize. So mindfulness, I think I'm thinking of Go Noodle. Go Noodle is a free one. If you go to Go Noodle, they have mindful breathing exercises that you can do with your kids. That's a really great way to get them involved and get them in, um, I don't want to say routine, but a nice morning ritual. And same thing in the evening. Maybe you listen to a nice 
a meditation together or you do some mindful breath work or mindful movement, do a little bit of yoga, add some essential oil to that and talk about, you know, how you're feeling, almost journaling aloud with your child. I think those that just sets really um, a really nice foundation if they want to continue and build upon that later in life when they have that choice. And some other things you can do, obviously, getting out in nature and just talking about the animals and the elementals even and what is around you and really taking the time to see the changes that are occurring in nature. And, you know, we always take the time to do this at the Sabbaths, but you don't have to wait until then. I mean, you can go out today and have them notice the ever-changing earth and it ha- and discuss how it's cyclical. And then if you want to talk to them about that cycle and, you know, Beltane is coming up, Beltane is coming up. And if you want to talk about, you know, God and goddess, maybe you don't want to talk about like consummating, but you know, God and goddess coming together and now the earth is turning green and we see flowers blooming and the trees have or have green leaves and the grass is growing. And you know, you can talk about some of those things and kind of open that door and, and see how they're feeling about it. Um, yes, that's something you can do. And then obviously getting them involved with the Sabbaths. And we do, now we don't do a ritual every single Sabbath, but I will say coming up here in Bieltana, we will, we'll do a family ritual. We, we do this every year on ribbon. We write down our intentions for the upcoming end of spring and summer months, and we will put them on a tree out back in the backyard and we will walk around the tree and we'll speak of our intentions aloud, you know, and that's a really sweet way to get them involved. Obviously, there are many things you can do at at any of any of the Sabbaths. Um, But we always come back to talking about nature and cyclical and um, the earth just ever changing. So I hope those, you know, those are some good ideas for you or some things to contemplate to think about. And I'm no expert on this. My son is only eight years old. I only have one child. He's eight years old and I feel like I am learning what I want to share with him and how I want him to experience my practice as I go. And I'm making decisions oftentimes at the last moment. <laughs> um, do I share this with him? Don't I? Do I? Don't I? And and I think it's going to be the same for many of you out there who are listening, who are parents and you're just wondering How do I start? Where do I begin? And just start small. Yeah, maybe do invite them into your sacred space to pull a card. Tell them about a card pull that you think they would like. Buy them a deck. If they're not interested, okay, you have another deck. If they are, great, they have their own card deck. Introduce some of the Sabbaths to them. Talk to them about the Sabbaths. Um, there, There are just so many little things, little steps that you can take to get them involved. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions or any ideas, shoot me an email. Let me know. Email really is best. My um, I say you know DM me, but my my DM sometimes if I have if I can if I click on it and I say oh I've got to respond to them, 
it doesn't stay highlighted. So sometimes I forget who I need to respond to and I just never end up responding. And I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm not ignoring anyone. It is just the nature of the Instagram beast and the nature of a busy life. You know, everybody, you, everybody out there, I guarantee all of you know how this is. Even with text messages, a friend will text, I'll read it and think in my head, oh, I'll get back to them later when I'm not so busy. And then you forget about it. It happens. So if you want to email me, do that comfycozywitch at gmail.com and, and give me experiences you've had. So um, there are a couple of books. Now that I'm thinking about this, there are some really great books. Um, the Magical Family is a good one. Uh, of course, I'm on my writing retreat, so I can't look to my left like I normally do or, or to my right either way because I have books everywhere and tell you what books. Um, but I will... I will do a post on Instagram. I'll take a picture of books that are really kid-friendly that have rituals and um, fun activities you can do with kids. Oh, there are some beautiful poems and music. I play the piano. So I've played the piano while my son has has sung with me. And we've, we've done, you know, really great pagan songs. It's so much fun. Um, but I will, I'll give you the title of those books in a post coming up soon on Instagram. So let's move into the card pool of the week because I'm going to use my new deck, which I have to get out of my bag because I brought it to breakfast with me this morning or lunch this afternoon. So I'll get that and then we'll talk about the card pool of this episode. So I just got a new deck in the mail. I pre-ordered it months ago as soon as I knew I could pre-order it. Um, and I received this deck last week. You may have seen it in my stories. It is Woodland Wardens by Jessica Rowe. And you probably have seen her artwork. She has illustrated some really beautiful book covers um, recently on witchcraft. So books on witchcraft, really beautiful. I think, I actually think she just did Thorne's new book, The Witch's Path. I'm pretty sure she did. Um but she has these beautiful, beautiful illustrations. Many of them are forest animals and um, fauna and flora, like just absolutely gorgeous illustrations. And she just came out with an Oracle card deck. And as soon as I saw she was coming out with it, I pre-ordered it. It was at my house on April 5th, the day it released. Um, and so I had, I just had to get it. And it came in. It is really a lovely deck. I have connected with it. I just started working with it on my retreat. And from the initial getting to know you pool and working with it, it's going to be a deck that I use for a very, very long time and that I reference a lot. And so I thought I'd pull a card from it this week for the podcast because I'm getting to know it. And this is a, a way to get to know it better. But I, I'm fairly certain. No, I am certain that whatever I card, whatever card I pull is going to resonate with a lot of people because this deck, I'm just feeling it. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I'm just feeling it. So let's see. Let's let's pick a card. Oh, and the cards are just so beautiful. The illustrations are beautiful. The back is beautiful. So here we go. All right. <gasps> this week it is the chipmunk and Laurel. And what it's interesting because what she did when she created this deck is every card bridges together an animal and a plant or herb. And I love how sometimes you don't expect to see 
those two particular items on the same card because you might feel that they contradict one another or don't mesh well, but really they they do. <laughs> they really do. Um, so let's look. The Chipmunk and Laurel. And this card is beautiful. It has a deep black background and you have your Chipmunk in the middle, which is funny because we saw a Chipmunk today. We were so excited to see on our way um, into town. And then it has the Laurel circling around the Chipmunk. And it's really just beautiful. And this card is all about success. So the chipmunk and laurel symbolizes a new venture that will surely lead to success. The chipmunk often takes the road less traveled, finding hidden pathways and adventure along the way. The laurel is a symbol of victory, as we know, used to crown the winners in the ancient Olympic Games. Together, they tell us to take charge of our destiny, carve our own path, and find success. I love this because it's just a reminder that that path to success really is in our power. It's in our hands to make things come to fruition. And there's only, I think, so much that we can do in setting attentions and doing the work. Like it's so important to do the work and you know, do the spell work and set those attentions, do those rituals. But the work doesn't end once the ritual has has finished. You need to do the work for success moving forward. Um so I love this. I pulled this card upright. Uh, this deck has an upright and reverse meaning, which I just love. You know, you see that a lot, of course, in tarot, sometimes in oracle decks, but I love that she has that in here. So upright, it says, to forge a unique path toward your desires, which I love this because this is exactly what this weekend is about for me. <laughs> the road to achieving your goals is hardly ever straight and easy, but the journey is ultimately rewarding. And I just think this is beautiful. And if you, you know, you want to think about this card a little bit more, you want to contemplate, I have two journal prompts here that I will share with you if you want to write down. Um, so the first one is, what successes in my life can I celebrate? And I love that question because sometimes we get so hung up on what goes wrong and the negatives that we forget that there are simple successes and sometimes it's the small things. And I think that goes along with making gratitude lists. You know, what successes can you celebrate? Like sit down every morning, there should be something that you can celebrate. And the second question, how can I carve my own path and live my truth? How can I carve my own path and live my truth, not the truth of others, not the path that others want us to take. How can I live my own truth? And I love that this card came up in this question, because I think it does go back to the main topic. Um, how can you carve your own path and live your truth as a witchy parent or guardian? That's something a lot of us are grappling with. And I think I might have to journal about that after I'm, fin after I'm done with this episode, which I'm almost done with the episode. So what a beautiful card. I just can't, I can't get over this deck. I'm loving it. I feel like I'm going to work with it for a long time, as I said, and I'm excited to continue getting to know it. So I just want to say thank you again for listening. I have a couple of shout outs that I want to give to some listeners that left comments and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, and you know, to support this, you can always rate, review, 
uh, follow me on Instagram, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash comfy cozy, witch. see what those tiers are all about and what, you know, you can get in the Patreon. So first off, thank you to Le Revisseur. You just discovered the podcast and it makes you very happy. And, um, oh, you're a double Taurus. So you're all about the cozy. Yes, my moon is in Taurus. So I completely understand. Um, listening from the beginning. So you're still catching up. So thank you, Kat. This is Kat. Thank you so much, Kat, for your kind words. And yes, I'm all about the comfy, cozy things. I am Cancer and Taurus. <laughs> all about the comfy, cozy. Lindsay Renee, thank you. You wrote, it's an absolute must listen. That makes my day. Thank you. You just discovered the podcast. You love things witchy, comfy, cozy, and you discovered it on a whim. I love that you're listening to this and you're binging at work. Be careful. Be careful <laughs> at work. Um, I know a lot of people do kind of listen because they can listen while they're doing their job. But thank you, Lindsay, for your kind words. Matt the Witch. Matt, thank you so much. You love, love, love this. You love listening to the podcast at work. Another person. <laughs> I love that this keeps so many of you, um, gives you comfort while you're working. You're a beginner witch that has started to read some books. Um, but this has inspired you. I'm so glad. I'm thank you. I like I'm it's great that you like my stories. I do kind of go on, you know, on ramblings for a while, but thank you. Um M2134M, thank you. You find this relatable and real. Um, it's refreshing, a podcast, and it's helping you understand your craft a little bit better. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Sarah Jackson. So Sarah Jackson, I guess. You have struggled to figure out some things in your spiritual life. Um, and you are happy to listen to this. So I really thank you for those kind words. You're on episode 11. So you're you're catching up. I can't believe this is episode number 34. That's just crazy to me. Crazy. And then Enlightened Friend. I don't know if I read this in the last one. I think I may have. But if I didn't, thank you so much for your kind, kind words. Again, you can support the podcast through um, rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. You can also um, follow me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. There's the Comfy Cozy Witch's Facebook group. It's a private group. So if you're in the broom closet, um, nothing gets shared publicly. We have a really great community, very cozy, a lot of great discussions. Um Feel free to support me on Patreon slash Comfy Cozy Witch. Also check out my Fit Witch Challenge if you are interested in um, small 21-day and some of them are seven-day challenges to connect to your practice in a really healthy way. But everyone, thank you for listening. And until next episode, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy. Mm-hmm.